Chapter Twenty Five of The Star Chamber and Historical Romance, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Star Chamber and Historical Romance, Volume Two, by William Harrison Ainsworth. Chapter Twenty Five the stone coffin a dreadful dungeon the last and profoundest of the range of subterranean cells already described as built below the level of the river fleet a relic in fact of the ancient prison which had escaped the fury of wat tyler and his followers when the rest of the structure was destroyed by them not inaptly was the dungeon styled the stone coffin those immured within it seldom lived long a chill like that of death smote sir jocelyn as he halted before the door of this horrible place preceded by grimbald the jailer with a lamp in one hand and a bunch of large keys in the other and closely followed by the deputy warden and sir giles mompesson our young knight had traversed an underground corridor with cells on one side of it and then descending a flight of stone steps had reached a still lower pit in which the dismal receptacle was situated here he remained up to the ankles in mud and water while grimbald unlocked the ponderous door and with a grin revealed the interior of the cavernous recess nothing more dank and noisome could be imagined than the dungeon dripping stone walls a truckle bed with a mouldy straw mattress rotting litter scattered about a floor glistening and slippery with ooze and a deep pool of water like that outside at the further end these constituted the materials of the frightful picture presented to the gaze no wonder sir jocelyn should recoil and refuse to enter the cell you don't seem to like your lodgings worshipful sir said grimbald still grinning as he held up the lamp but you will soon get used to the place and you will not lack company rats i mean they come from the fleet in swarms look a score of em are marking off yonder swimming to their holes but they will come back again with some of their comrades when you are left alone and without a light unlike other vermin the rats of the fleet are extraordinarily sociable ho ho and chuckling at his own jest grimbald turned to sir giles mompesson who with joachim tunstall was standing at the summit of the steps as if unwilling to venture into the damp region below and observed the worshipful gentleman does not like the appearance of his quarters it seems sir giles but we cannot give him better and though the cell might be somewhat more comfortable if it were drier and perhaps more wholesome yet it is uncommonly quiet and double the size of any other in the fleet i never could understand why it should be called the stone coffin but so it is some prisoners have imagined they would get their death with cold from a single night passed within it but that's a mistaken notion altogether 
you have proof to the contrary in sir ferdinando mounchensey father of the present prisoner said sir giles in a derisive tone he occupied that cell for more than six months did he not good grimbald you had charge of him and ought to know one hundred and sixty days exactly counting from the date of his arrival to the hour of his death was sir ferdinando an inmate of the stone coffin said the jailer slowly and sententiously and he appeared to enjoy his health quite as well as could be expected at all events he did so at first i do not think it was quite so damp in his days but there couldn't be much difference in any case the worthy knight made no complaints perhaps because he thought there would be no use in making em ah worshipful sir he added to sir jocelyn in a tone of affected sympathy which only made his mockery more offensive your father was a goodly man of quite as noble a presence as yourself though rather stouter and broader in the shoulders when he first came here but he was sadly broken down at the last quite a skeleton you would hardly have known him he lost the use of his limbs if i remember right grimbald remarked sir giles willing to prolong the scene which appeared to afford him infinite amusement entirely lost the use of em replied the jailer but what of that he didn't require to take exercise a friend was permitted to visit him and that was more grace than the council usually allows to such offenders it was far more than an offender like sir ferdinando deserved said sir giles and if i had known it he should have had no such indulgence star-chamber delinquents cannot expect to be treated like ordinary prisoners if they do they will be undeceived when brought here eh master tunstall most true sir giles most true replied the deputy warden star-chamber prisoners will get little indulgence from me i warrant them unless they bribe you well eh master joachim whispered sir giles merrily rest easy on that score sir giles i am incorruptible unless you allow it rejoined the other obsequiously my poor father ejaculated sir jocelyn and thou wert condemned without a crime to a death of lingering agony within this horrible cell the bare idea of it is madness but heaven though its judgments be slow will yet avenge thee upon thy murderers take heed what you say prisoner observed grimbald changing his manner and speaking with great harshness every word you utter against the decrees of the star-chamber will be reported to the council and will be brought up against you so you had best be cautious your father was not murdered he was immured in this cell in pursuance of a sentence of the high court and he died before his term of captivity had expired that is all oh the days and nights of anguish and despair he must have endured during that long captivity exclaimed sir jocelyn before whose gaze a vision of his dying father seemed to pass filling him with unutterable horror 
days and nights which will henceforth be your own roared sir giles and you will then comprehend the nature of your father's feelings but he escaped what you will not escape exposure on the pillory branding on the cheek loss of ears slitting of the nose and it may be scourging the goodly appearance you have inherited from your sire will not be long left when the tormentor takes you in hand ha ha one censored by the star-chamber must wear a paper on his breast at the pillory you must not forget that mark of infamy sir giles said the deputy warden chuckling no no i forget it not laughed the extortioner how ingeniously devised are our star-chamber punishments master joachim and how well they meet the offences infamous libellers and slanderers of the state like sir jocelyn are ever punished in one way but new crimes require new manner of punishment you recollect the case of Troske, who practised judaism and forbade the use of swine's flesh and who was sentenced to be fed upon nothing but pork during his confinement i recollect it perfectly cried tunstall a just judgment the wretch abhorred the food and would have starved himself rather than take it but we forced the greasy morsels down his throat ha ha you are merry sir giles very merry i have not seen you so gleesome this many a day scarcely since the time when clement lanyer underwent his sentence ah the accursed traitor exclaimed sir giles with an explosion of rage would he had to go through it again if i catch him he shall and i am sure to lay hands upon him soon but to our present prisoner you will treat him in all respects as his father was treated master joachim but no one must come nigh him no one shall approach him save with an order from the council sir giles replied the other not even then said the extortioner decisively my orders alone must be attended to hum ejaculated the deputy warden somewhat perplexed well i will follow out your instructions as strictly as i can sir giles i suppose you have nothing more to say to the prisoner and grimbald may as well lock him up and receiving a nod of assent from the other he called to the jailer to finish his task but sir jocelyn resolutely refused to enter the cell and demanded a room in one of the upper wards you shall have no other chamber than this said sir giles in a peremptory tone i did not address myself to you sir but to the deputy warden rejoined sir jocelyn master joachim tunstall you well know i am not sentenced by the star-chamber or any other court to confinement within this cell i will not enter it and i order you at your peril to provide me with a better chamber this is wholly unfit for occupation do not argue the point grimbald but force him into the cell roared the extortioner fair and softly sir giles fair and softly replied the jailer now prisoner you hear what is said 
are you prepared to obey and he was about to lay hands rudely upon sir jocelyn when the latter pushing him aside ran nimbly up the steps and seizing sir giles by the throat dragged him downward notwithstanding the resistance of the extortioner whose efforts at liberation were seconded by grimbald our young knight succeeded in forcing his enemy into the dungeon and hurled him to the further end of it during the struggle sir jocelyn had managed to possess himself of the other's sword and he now pointed it at his breast you have constituted yourself my jailer he cried and by the soul of him who perished in this loathsome cell by your instrumentality i will send you instantly to account for your crimes on high unless you promise to assign me a different chamber i promise it replied sir giles you shall have the best in the fleet let me go forth and you shall choose one for yourself i will not trust you false villain cried sir jocelyn give orders to the deputy warden and if he pledges his word they shall be obeyed i will take it otherwise you die bid master tunstall come to me grimbald gasped the extortioner i am here sir giles i am here replied the deputy warden cautiously entering the cell what would you have me do free me from this restraint cried sir giles struggling to regain his feet sir jocelyn shortened his sword in order to give him a mortal thrust but his purpose was prevented by grimbald with his heavy bunch of keys the jailer struck the young knight upon the head and stretched him insensible upon the ground End of chapter twenty five